there, there's something to be said, Coach, about playing with the guys that you have grown up with and just building something and taking the pride of saying, hey, listen, we were a one and three team or, or a two and seven team or whatever, however many games you have. One and three is a bad example. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and creating something, creating something special. Hi, welcome to episode 11 for What It's Worth Coaching Podcast. I'm Coach Ty, and I'm here with Coach Hines. All right. So today's topic is five old school recruiting habits we should bring back to high school sports. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to uh, like for you guys to go out and uh, check out our Instagram page. It's at For What It's Worth Coaching. Uh, like us, share us with all your friends and family and any coaches that you, know, you think that would uh, benefit from hearing what we have to say. Um, we're also lucky enough to have J.C. Navarro from uh, J.C. Navarro Films. He's taking care of all our filming and editing. Uh, great dude. We met him at church. And if you want to make a film that will captivate, inspire, and move people into action, then go visit jcnavarrofilms.com and visit his Instagram page at jcnavarrofilms. Uh, GameStrat was also uh, part of our sponsors. Uh, Coach Hines used them last year, and uh, he'll fill you in on what he thinks of them. Can't say enough about GameStrat. It's uh, instant feedback on the sidelines. Seconds after running a play, they uh, have that film in front of you on the, the whatever device you use. But uh, it's a tremendous teaching tool to help your players and, and your fellow coaches make adjustments during games. And uh, I don't want to picture coaching without it. Yeah, it's a great tool to on-the-spot coaching. And, sorry to cut well, you off, that's cool. and their customer service is top of the notch. It's just I, I can't say enough about it. Awesome. Yeah, and they also do um, a lacrosse and basketball, too. So if you're uh, any of those coaches, go ahead and check them out at GameStrat.com. Um, let's get into today's uh, topic. It's the five old-school recruiting habits we should bring back to high school sports. Yeah, I, I'd like to start out with the, the term old-school mm-hmm. because in today's day and age where I think especially with social media, trainers and coaches and, and just people in general are always trying to outdo the next person you know they're always trying to compete with someone competition is a great thing we always talk about competition breeding success but i've heard some people use the term old school in a derogatory way sometimes like oh that coach is old school or that person's old school and the more i think about it old school is it's what i love it's what i love i mean you have to be up to date with policies and rules and regulations and certain lifts or techniques that we teach our players. You want to always be evolving with the games that we coach. That being said, uh, and we're not going to go too far off on, on a tangent here, but as far as the weight room, old school lifts, squat, deadlift, clean, nothing better than that. Never goes out of style. No, thank you. And a lot of the ladder drills and other things, you think, you know, what do these players do years ago before the ladders were taken from going up building and saving someone's life, and then they put them on the ground and started running through them. You know, I don't, I don't know if Walter Payton ever ran any ladders. He ran hills. He did squats, and you know, so uh, there's something to be said about old school. But uh, in my 20 years of coaching high school football, coach, um, I've seen more in the past four or five years of recruiting going on, and I'm not talking. We're not talking about college coaches recruiting high school players. We're talking about high school coaches recruiting high school players. Yeah. And there's a, there, there's something about that that really irks me. 
Now, the, the naysayers out there, and I, I posted something similar to this on Twitter and uh, got a lot of retweets and a lot of support. But then there, there were the, the trolls, if you will, that said, oh, you know, what, what's wrong with a player wanting to better themselves and go to a different school? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Coaches do it all the time. Mm-hmm. We, we see different opportunities to coach somewhere else that might be best for our family. What, what I want to focus on today is how old school recruiting was done and how, in our opinion, recruiting should be done now. Uh, the, the first one we have here, if you want to talk on, talk on that, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it first. I'll, I'll let you feed off it. Recruit your classrooms. What I simply mean by that is there are student athletes all around. You know, sometimes, and I, and I coach off, off campus. I teach at an elementary school half an hour away. I'm a head coach here at Coronado. So I'm not on campus all the time. But spend enough time at your high school where you coach and get to know the student body, get to see the people that are walking through the halls, get to see the people that are in the classrooms. And if we're not on campus, which I'm not, talk to your players, talk to your captains, and talk to them about reaching out to teammates. I'm, I'm finding more and more uh, of the young men I coach <clears throat> who are saying, oh, I've got this friend, you know, they used to play football. Well, I said, well, bring them in. Let's find out why they don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's because they didn't think they were big enough. And I can talk to them about how you don't have to be big for football. Right. You have to be fast and explosive. Sometimes it's because, unfortunately, they had a really bad experience with a coach that was not transformational, but only cared about winning. So recruiting your classrooms is getting yourself and your players to talk to the people around them, right there, the people that are, that are under their noses every day. Yeah, definitely, and especially if you're a coach at a newer school. Yeah. You know, wander the halls. I remember uh, one school, <coughs> excuse me, still battling this cold, but uh, I remember one school where I was talking to the athletic director, and he was actually the first baseball coach there. And he says he remembers just walking down the hall, seeing who can, who plays baseball. Yeah, you know, just putting together together that team. And you know, I know you being a new coach at a new school over in New Hampshire, I'm sure it was tough because you know you get that first group of freshmen, and you have a varsity team right away of freshmen, right. pretty much. But it's a great opportunity, especially as a coach, to start that culture, start yes. that culture young, um, start building something successful making people wanting to come there. You don't even have to recruit. You just have a great culture going on, and they know they can come in and um, be looked at without playing favorites. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, and, and I'm going to bunch of several, uh, several of these together here. Recruit the hallways, recruit your lunchroom, re- you know, recruit the courtyards. Just go around, look around, see who's there. Um, drive by your school on the weekend. See who's shooting hoops on the on the court. See who's you know playing. Or, or I go to some basketball games, primarily to support our football players that play basketball, to show that I have a vested interest in them as people and, and other athletes outside of football. But you'll be amazed sometimes when you go to rugby games or lacrosse games or baseball games, basketball games, and you'll see someone and go, man. Yeah. Well, I stopped by just uh, last Saturday. I came here to work out on my own, just kind of have a little alone time. And uh, it was pouring rain, which doesn't happen a lot here in San Diego. Yeah. But uh, I also noticed as I walked through the gates, there was a, a rugby game <clears throat> going on. And I know we have a few football players that are playing in the rugby team. So I stopped, started to watch them. And there's this one guy, John, who he's a freshman in our program this year's football. But I saw him on, the, on that, it was a football field but playing rugby, the rugby field. And I thought, man, 
he's he's got some fight in him. He yeah. wants, and I I got excited about that. So I sent him a text, talked to him the following Monday in in the weight room, and uh, you could see the the joy in his eyes, and that that's. He's already in our program. But by doing that, you're recruiting and creating a culture of excitement where he knows that I care about him not just as a football player, as a rugby player, as a person, as a human being. And who knows the conversation he might have in math or chemistry or whatever it is, PE, some other class where he's talking to a teammate just about the excitement and the connection with the coach. Oh, definitely. You know, like you said before, you know, you get that excitement, especially from the head coach, and uh, they go – preach it off to the other ones. And there might be a guy who was a great football player when he was 12 years old, doesn't want because he had a bad coaching experience, yeah. comes out and just like, okay, well, give this guy a shot. And you don't know, you might have the next quarterback. Yes. So, uh, you know, which is which is great. And one cool thing, too, about, you know, being the head coach, and if you do go out in these recruitings, you know, you know, to me, I, you better have your gear on too, because you're gonna you're representing the, the school. Yes. You're representing your sport. And if you don't show that excitement, on your on yourself, then you know they're going to say, "Well, who's this guy?" Well, he's the head coach, it's yes. Coach Hines, you know. So, you know, and there's some dark sides of recruiting. Also, we're talking about you know the old school way of recruiting. Yeah. I had a coach, uh, a friend of mine, actually. I, I met at a a sporting not clinic, but it was an event in Quantico, Virginia, and uh, he's a head coach in Texas and of a private school. And he reached out to me and said, "We we we have to recruit. We're a private school." You know, and so I talked to him and I won't mention his name, but I, I said, but how do you recruit? He's like, well, we win. And I said, that's great. That, that, that's a great way to recruit for your program is win. Create a culture of success. Create a culture for the parents where they know you sincerely care about their children beyond pawns in your game, but as people. And that's a great way to recruit. He also mentioned that in certain parts of Texas, and this may be the case for all of Texas, but that all schools can recruit public and private, and they say that. And I'm, I'm actually fine with that. I think if you're being transparent and saying, yeah, we're recruiting other players, that sits okay with me mm-hmm. as opposed to the schools that deny it and say we don't recruit. And I've seen that a lot out here in uh, California, more so than I did in New Hampshire. Now, we've been out here for four years, my wife and I, so maybe the tide has changed there a little bit also. But of kids going to – lineman camps or skills camps and then saying, hey, some coach pulled me aside and I've had players say to me, some coach from another school pulled me aside and was really talking up their school. And, and that, that, that eats at me. That, that, that you're, you're playing with a young man's emotions and you're, you're taking them away from their teammates and their buddies who they've played with for so long and trying them to draw them to a bigger and better. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the saying, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. There, there's something to be said, Coach, about playing with the guys that you have grown up with and just building something and taking the pride of saying, hey, listen, we were a one and three team or, or a two and seven team or whatever, however many games you have. One and three is a bad example. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and creating something, creating something special. And definitely, you know, um, you talk about it too because you, you start recruiting kids away from their schools. And, you know, I always believe that sports is a community in itself, you know, and, you, and, and not only with the kids but with the coaches, the parents, the, the community that you that you play in too. And when you start recruiting and pulling these kids out of these communities, it takes community and it's away from everything and it, and it just becomes a sport. Yeah. And, 
even the professional sports, you know, you know, they get paid millions of dollars. They, you know, they, they do a good job. They, they just, their only thing is to play football or baseball, but they bring communities together in big stadiums to root for a team and bring, you know, a great example this year is uh, Cleveland when the Browns finally won their first game in however long that community was exploded with, you know, I don't know if it was because of the free Bud Light afterwards, but, you know, but that community has just gone through so much that they were so excited that there's hope and there's a glimmer there. And, you know, when you, when you take that away from like a small community, like, you know, like Chula Vista or some little small town in Iowa, you know, you take that away and it's, you know, it just becomes a broad sport and it's just a sport and no one gets excited for it anymore. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there are the, I won't mention the schools. You know, they have in Southern Florida, certain academies. They have other schools here in California and all throughout um, that you know that they have on their roster of 100-plus young men, you know, 30 or 40 of them come from or bust from other places, you know, or, or living on campus. Um, I also had a gentleman say to me, well, you know, what, what if my son was playing in school and that the head coach doesn't respect them as people and they don't have a strength program and they don't invest time? Unfortunately, that happens. And, and that's what I think as, as parents, you have to really, personally for me, prayerfully, but, you know, sit down with your son or daughter and say, all right, why are we looking to go to a different school? Right. Are we looking to go to a different school just because they have a better swim team or baseball or basketball or football team? Or are we going there because there's truly a better chance for you to evolve as a person? And I think all too often um, parents and coaches say, oh, no, we're, we're doing this for the whole child. And they know darn well it's just for the sport. It, it was big on, uh, by the time we put this out there, it'll be a little bit quieter in, in the Twitter world. But in Twitter, about a lot of student athletes that just left a private school up here in North Southern California, I guess if you can say that, or the LA area, right after the football season ended, a bunch of these kids went back to their home schools. And, and it, it was crazy. And you, and you can't tell me that they left there because now they want to go somewhere academically different. They went there for one reason. It was for football. Yep. And, and, you know, they may have had – they did have success. They had tremendous success at this particular school. But there's, there's something to be said, once again, about creating something with your buddies yep. that whether you end up winning a state championship or you go 500, you gave your heart to something, you put your all into something and create it with your buddies. Definitely. Well, I think this is a shorter one. You know, we try, Coach Ty and I try to keep these under 20 minutes. Right now, we're, we're hovering around 14 minutes here. And uh, once again, the whole point of this episode is to recruit the old school way. Recruit by winning. You want other kids to come to your school, let them see who you are as a coach. Let them see who you are as a person. And let the players talk you up. Let the players talk to their buddies. I think it's powerful when you walk into your own school, you walk into your own weight room, you walk into your own field, and you are just truly, authentically yourself, and then the word will spread. Definitely. Take pride in it. Yeah. And then speaking of taking things, take it for its worth. Stay strong. Man, I feel like you're stealing my catch line now. I know. I do too. It's funny. <laughs> right. It's like I forgot for so long, and now it's like, uh it's natural. I like yeah. it. We appreciate what you guys do. And uh, I'm just going to throw one more tidbit in there. When I say stay strong, and I know some people love it and some people make fun of me and I'm okay with that. It's uh, for me, staying strong is mentally, physically, spiritually. Take pride in the strength you have as a person and share that with others. Definitely. So we're going to say it again. Stay strong. <laughs> stay strong. All right. Take care. See ya.